There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. said time tamp. Yes. So I'm, you'll do the timestamp. <laughs> Great. Hey, and welcome to We Have No Strong Feelings About Harry Potter, Season 2, Episode 2. We are watching The Chamber of Secrets. Hit us with that timestamp, We watched from 7 minutes 36 seconds to 16 minutes and 20 seconds. And, oh boy, did nothing happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll push back on that. There's All something right. that I did enjoy here, or maybe yeah. it's just because it evoked a specific memory from me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. We opened... I mean, stuff did happen. This is one of our larger chunks, though. Yes. But in part that is because this, again, deals with the Dursleys. Mm. We are uh, so far in a largely magicless place, unless yeah. you count the magic that is Vernon and Petunia maintaining a happy marriage all these years. That seems like what they're doing. An active bedroom life. I think the mm, I think the only thing that really brings them happiness is bringing misery to Harry in a lot of ways. Well, they have that. So it seems like they're fucking killing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, we open on Vernon installing bars on Harry's window. Not as, a great look. As he watched from the indoors. <laughs> looking out as he's being barred in. Yeah. That reminds me of that story of like, what's, there's, there's some story about an old man being bricked into a room. The cask of Amontillado. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what happens in that story. Does he make it out? No. Oh, no. what happens? He just pricks him in. Sorry, spoilers for the cask of Amontillado. Uh, as an act of revenge, mm. which is uh, for acts that are unspecified in the story, mm. this guy invites him down to his cellar to look at this uh, very expensive old cask of Amontillado and then bricks him in. So, um, like, why does the guy let him do that? Brick him in. We are allowed to talk about one work of fiction on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it has to be something that we've engaged with and read. And I only he... know about this from, like, secondhand. I think I once read the Wikipedia article on it. But it's just, it's something like. Something which objectively took more time than reading the short story itself. But it's like, it's it reeks of, like, um, I don't know, uh, like fucking Austin Powers and the yeah. steamroller. Don't, I'm glitching. No. 
Whatever. So we get a, a wonderful line from Vernon. You're, you're never going back to that school. You're never going to see your freaky little friends again. I love that he settled on freaky so little good. friends. So good, just freaky little friends. It's the second time he said it in like five minutes. The role of the R is great. Yeah. Also, pretty bad optics having Vernon apply uh, prison grade security mm-hmm. to the one specific room where his non-blood relative is safe. <laughs> Oh, Did you congratulations! Get a jet plane. Hey, do they make that in quiet? Hey, is that? Are you going to a loud car club? Yeah, that's high five, babe. That was cool. Okay, cool. Was but cool I was using that hand to rearrange my balls seconds before. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of loud cars, <laughs> Demi, what happens yeah. next? Ah, oh, um, huh. What does happen next? <laughs> Harry is asleep and is awoken late at night by the sound of a flying Ford Anglia. Mm -hmm. Uh, A single car is enough to wake our slumbering prince. Yeah, which is a cool... Cool world to live in, huh? Yeah. Full of cars. Well, it just means he has that wizard blood because the sound of a car is extremely unappealing to him. But he yeah. can sleep through uh, sharing a room with the classically active during the night owl. <laughs> Hedwig presumably just doing nothing all day and then at night is just like, Whoa! <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Um, so Ron and his brothers show up. Yeah. Uh, they rip the bars off the window, which wakes up Vernon with a beautiful grumble, I will say. Yes. So many different sounds, none of them a word. Vernon's acting in this is just off the charts. He's oh, yeah. so good. It's it's it's, it's a good. classic. He's playing the role to perfection. Also, the Weasleys are rocking up for a stealth mission in what is objectively the loudest form of flight we have seen yes. thus far? Yes. Um, Apart from if they just, I don't know, magic to 747 or something. <laughs> yeah, um, right. It's, well, yeah. It's going to look like we flew it into the towers, but in fact we're going to turn it around and end up in... Little Dude. walking. Oh, yeah, sorry. We'll edit that one out. We'll cut that one. Um, no. Uh, so Vernon, uh, he awakens and scrambles to unlock the padlock that he's put on the inside of Harry's door. Yeah. So Harry's- he's essentially he's just like, hmm, a death trap for the cousin. Yes. Well, if the place caught fire, they would be fine if he burnt alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd rush in there, safe Hedwig. You can always have an owl. You can always have an owl. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the security is definitely anti-Harry. Mm. Uh, I appreciate that they're kind of trying to secure him in there, but tragically, because they didn't put him in like that, you know, plastic cage that Magneto lives mm. in, he was vulnerable to car attack. Yeah. He bursts into the sound of, he, Petunia, he's escaping! <laughs> Another great line. It's so funny to me. I just don't, like, these fucking people hate this kid that lives with them. Yeah. So they need him around. Yep. They need to keep him there. They hate him and everything that he does, but they will not let him go where they where he can't bother them. Well, maybe this is like, because he has to come back at some point, right? So maybe yeah. this would be the equivalent of, you know, you have your shitty kid that you hate and that you terrorize every second of the day. And then someone comes along and is like, oh, I have fantastic news. You're a gunsman, Harry. You're going to come with me and learn how to wield a gun <laughs> for uh, nine months out of the year, and then yeah. you're going to come down back here yeah. unsupervised, yeah. and we're just going to drop you in. Oh, so, sorry to take you away from your uh, loving aunt and uncle, but uh, time to go to murder school. Go hall. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon's back there desperately gaining weight so he can stop a bullet. <laughs> how much more weight do you think you can put on? 
Oh, man. I think it's in – it, it would be in the single man. digits. Yeah. Uh, Vernon falls into the shrubs from the first floor as he grasps Harry's legs Classic. to stop him from leaving. Also has a great line, you and that bloody pigeon aren't going anywhere. Yep. Yep. So good. Uh, the front flip, the fall that he does, is yeah. one, just one of the classic easy, nice falls. They show him getting up safely so we know he wasn't too hurt. He looks like, as he falls, he kind of looks like he's made out of plasticine. Yes. It definitely looks like, and I hope they did, switch actors. <laughs> yeah. Because, good gracious, if ever there was a man who needed a stunt double. Oh, yeah. You can't have him be taking that fall. Yeah. He weighs so much. He weighs so much He's just weight. an impressive amount. Um, and then as they're driving away in uh, to triumphant fanfare, Ron yep. turns to Harry and says, "By the way, Harry, happy birthday." Mm. So these Dursleys, what a what a piece of work! Harry's birthday, and you put bars on window. Yeah, now Harry, I got you a present, but it has to be installed outside your window. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the bars you can look at, my boy, and ever so many locks. <laughs> The um the cityscape gives way to the Weasley Estate, which is an insane looking house. You're not allowed. Here. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the site of Britain becomes the site of Weasley Borough. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> and now it's better because I did it. That is much better. Thank you so much. <laughs> we see the borough for the first time. It's a big, wonky, very tall house. It looks like uh, I haven't played Fortnite. It looks like it was built in Fortnite. It does look like it was built in Fortnite. Just, Just a random collection of yeah, yeah, wall, stairs, all that. Uh, we see dishes washing themselves. What I realized seeing like the Weasley setup is that there's no downside to being out in the country when you can just teleport anywhere. Yeah. Like they have no commute. Mm-hmm. They have the flying car, but that's just kind of a formality for if you, I guess, want to... They're not supposed to have the flying car. Yeah. It's not supposed to be magic. They're not allowed to use, like, Mr... Well, Arthur, like, he brought the car home and decided to enchant it. Rules. Rules so much. Do you think that it actually, like, the engine runs to make it fly? Or has he just magic to, like, an MP3 to just play? (laughs) Loud. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that... Like a very quiet, very expensive car that does that, that plays engine sounds. There's a lot of uh, luxury uh, end cars will uh, sweeten their engine sounds, yeah. Yeah. So because we associate that with power and it's just a more pleasant feeling as a driver, you will uh, commonly have like high-end designer cars that go like, Basically, the equivalent of rim, bim, 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 bim. <laughs> I was like, grundle, dundle, dundle, dundle. That's what I would do. I would record myself saying grundle, dundle, dundle and play it through the speakers as the oh. car went. <laughs> the uh, yeah, maybe it is one of those things where like it is the most easy way to mod it like a flying car into a Harry Potter game. And I assume Arthur has used that same thing, he's just like stuck a broomstick in the exact <laughs> middle of the car and then he's also enchanted it so whenever it flies it goes let's make this car as loud as possible absolutely so we see dishes washing themselves the clock which doesn't tell time but the whereabouts and safety of the family yeah i checked on that it has prison as one of the whereabouts so it's good yeah. to know that they were you know accurate about yeah. what fred and george would become <laughs> it also has mortal peril oh that's which is a nice. cool thing to know that your family's in 
Yeah, just be able to look at the clock and watch it flick back and forth yeah. between mortal peril and prison, mortal yeah. peril and prison, and this then their face slowly fades away. Yeah, this is what I uh, this is what I would do. I would like um, just to make sure the clock's still working. I'd like get my least favorite son, hold a knife to his throat, and watch the clock, and then a lollipop to his throat. <laughs> then knife, lollipop, knife, lollipop, just to check, <laughs> just to check check what it switches back and forwards between. Uh, now I'm done terrorizing son. Now for a nice hearty suck on the lollipop in my right hand, and Swink. not the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put the lollipop where it belongs in the lollipop hole. <laughs> okay, all right. Now I've stabbed myself once, but now. <laughs> now, first, with my eyes shut, I'm going to put the knife in the knife holster in my leg. <laughs> That's the sound of a lollipop hitting a leg. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, we get to meet the Weasley matriarch. Mm. Mrs. Weasley, as she's known. Oh, my God. Another great entrance from her. Great mum acting is a note that I she's have a, down for this. Where have you been? Yes. It's really gorgeous, like, projection that she's got. Perfect pitch control. Perfect outfit for her as well. Like, mm. clearly self-knitted, but, like, she's got, like, like I mean, you know, wizard sleeves as her sleeves. Yes. But, like, crocheted wizard sleeves. It's, like, it's so fucking perfect. I really like the Weasley house is a uh, really well done. It feels warm. Yeah. It feels obviously very convenient to live in because you're essentially living in an automated house except the spells, I assume, aren't, like, selling your data. Yeah. You know, you're not getting another thing from, like, I don't know, Ollivanders being yeah. like, hey, we overheard you mentioning the word basilisk. <laughs> so now we're going to just show you ads for basilisks yeah. until you buy one. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because... I, I've always thought it's it's so odd. I don't understand, like, the wizarding economy because, like, how can you be poor? Yes. I just don't understand it. But you've said that about the regular economy as well, haven't you? Well, you should, you should just choose to have a job. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. If you weren't so dirty and outdoors, then maybe someone would hire <laughs> okay, you. Okay, okay. What? Nothing. Uh, then we get to meet Jenny or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Miss Weasley flips shit, basically. She's yes. like, no note, bed's empty. She flips shit. She, um, I really love the dynamic she has here of just like, hey, sons, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. And Harry, let me give you a big smooch on the gobbin mm. face. Yes. Now, Harry, I think we've got a gorgeous horse that you'll enjoy <laughs> accepting as a gift. Amelia <laughs> starts just fucking roundhouse kicking her sons around. Yeah. The garbage fucking redhead sons. You'd be so pissed off. <laughs> Presses them in into the uh, prepared sword that she's had mounted on the wall. Oh, my God. I think if you're a redhead and you marry a redhead, you should be investigated by the government. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At least, like... For how you're so hot. (laughs) Or are you saying for fucking your brother? I I was saying just because, like, there's something going on there. I don't like it. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, the other thing is, like, they're Weasleys, but it's, like, it's not, like, because they, they always talk about, like, generations of Weasleys. Like, they've all got, like, red hair and shit, right? Yeah. So then, like, oh, why? Yeah. What? Yeah, so, like, what the fuck's going on? Are you bulldogs? Are we trying to keep <laughs> the Weasley line clean? Yeah, there's these recessive genes that we have that make wizards redheaded but poor. <laughs> Yeah, Instead of blonde to... and rich. I don't think it actually <laughs> relies on your bloodline in the wizarding world. I think it's just your hair. That's like like, like there's there's only one thing that makes you like. You're right. There's really no rich redheads in the Harry Potter no, universe. No. 
Oh, my God. No. But the blondes are all rolling in it. Another redhead. Very poor. Lupin. Yes. Oh, my God. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Good Christ. Well, now we know a bit more about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So good to have it there. Fucking freak. Uh, Ginny runs downstairs. Uh, yeah, they, they start having breakfast. Mrs. Weasley starts breakfast. Ginny also flips shit. Mummy, um, have you seen my jumper? Yes, dear, it was on the cat. Very cute line. Very cute line. Um, what was the cat doing there? Yeah. I guess they'd given it a human torso through the use of a charm. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my God. Just like so cat head and neck and cat waist, ass, tail, and legs, yeah. but then two human arms and a human chest. Yes, just like Real dragging s- on the floor. Yeah, no, adult size, and it's the only thing it uses to walk around, <laughs> and the cat legs <laughs> and head are flopping around. Yeah, just dangling. I was picturing that, I was, but before then I was picturing just a regular cat, but uh, from the middle of the back just bolt upright, a human torso with <laughs> arms, just like... Rrr. <laughs> kind of like a tank turret, I guess. Or a an tank AA, turret? Yeah. Why? Why because would it, be a it would tank just be turret? like sprouting from the top middle of the cat. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, I see. Okay, mm. I get it. So like so like the uh, the jumper is more of a hat for your hump. Yeah. Right, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what you that yeah, was what and you you've got yeah. to you've got to put a jumper on the cat because otherwise its hump will get cold. <laughs> And the hump is where the cat stores most of the heat. Yes. Um, so uh, we meet Arthur Weasley for the first time. Morning, Weasleys. And the tip of his hat hits the top of the door frame. So nice. So delightful. Yeah, it's a felt hat and he doesn't react to it. It just clips the door frame as he comes through and then bounces yeah. right back up. Yeah, it's real pretty. Um, and he sits down, starts breakfast, and uh, <laughs> then notices Harry. Yeah. And who, who are you? <laughs> it's, a, it's such a delightful, like, just sitting down looking at the family and then, and who are you? Just like it's so it's so unfazed by anything. Yeah, I'm back from my night job at working at the government. Yeah, which is strange, right? Yeah, I'm back from working at the government. Uh, in what is what is he? Where does he sleep? Because he's is he in Muggle Studies or is that Muggle Studies else? is a subject at Hogwarts? So no, I don't believe so. Okay. But it's I believe it's the no wait. See if I can get it. All right. Okay. The he is from the department. Of the the Department of Magical, oh fuck the the Department of and uh, protect uh, magical artifacts mug, muggle muggle uh, the Department of Ooh. no wait 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 ready Uh-oh. the Department uh-huh. of uh-huh. um yep muggle mm. the Department the of- misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. At the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, but did I got some so of yeah, you were just going to get it. You were right on the border of I actually getting get it completely. It, I think. So that's where he's. That's what he's doing. He's like, if any wizard picks up like a, a USB or a fucking yeah. Glock, or a he spring. has to be over there. Yeah, they start. What else know, could? Yeah, what else could they pick up? Like a fake mustache, an Ibo, uh, uh, Alan Alan's party pack. Yeah, picks up a Bic lighter, suddenly yeah. doesn't need to cast a spell that yeah. makes fire or whatever. Yeah, picks up an uh, H&M headband. Mm, a uh, bag of black tar heroin. Yeah. maybe it's a muggle artifact. Maybe uh, some uh, novelty beer goggles. An FHM. Mm-hmm. Or looking at all those still ladies. Yeah, maybe a, uh, a lip moisturizer. One of those hats with the cans off the side. Oh, yeah. And you suck down the cans. Yeah. yeah or yeah. actually, weirdly, any alcohol. 
Yeah. No, they have alcohol, though. They do have alcohol. Butter beer, and just everybody's allowed to drink it, apparently, in the 12-year-olds. How 12 is the year butter olds. beer? I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. How is the butter beer at Universal that you had? Because when we went to Universal, oh, we visited Harry Potter Land. Yeah. Well, and- me and um, Ben Russell both had frozen butter beers. Oh, and um, they were so sweet, we had about two mouthfuls each, and we're like, well, that was great, and then threw it in a bush. Ah, the classic American experience. Yeah, it was um, – I mean, Ben was – like, and that's crazy because, like, that was Ben in holiday mode as well. Yes. Where he had uh, made it his duty to become a beach ball. Mm. Every hand at all times and every, like, crevice in his body used to store a different form of hedonism. <laughs> Um, so we hear a screech. Uh, it's Errol, the owl, uh, bringing the post. Fuckface gets up to get the post. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. The, there's a question there where uh, Mr. Weasley asks Harry, so what is the exact function of a rubber duck? Mm. And that is kind of how anthropology works. <laughs> yeah. Like left to his own devices, he would doubtless conclude like, well, it's of religious significance or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like nobody... There's a whole thing in anthropology where and archaeology where people fucking I don't know what the word is, but I'm still gonna continue making my point. Um, <laughs> where people like just uh, you know a- a- say that something was uh, presumed for religious significance or it's, whatever, and it's, then it's either a toy or it's something that's used in like uh, especially in like the early 19th century, mm. something that was is used in a craft or a uh, you know a. a a manufacturing thing yeah. that the predominantly male and privileged, yeah. like uh, uh, fucking archaeologists yeah. of the time, had no knowledge about. And yeah. so someone's like, "Well, no, you use this to uh, hold yarn." And yeah, like, it's like the exact opposite of like the fallacy of the appeal to ancient wisdom. Yes, it's like it's like like the literally the exact opposite. It's like, well, what we think is what they did. Yes, <laughs> like did you see that whole thing? They were like, "Oh, we found." Um, we we found a bunch of uh, Vikings, and even though Vikings were all dudes, these Vikings had like wide hips and were wearing jewelry. We have this weird thing where we found a bunch of male Vikings with huge tits and <laughs> stacked, caked up yeah. down the bottom. Anyway, because they were buried with swords, mm. we can only assume that they were very good at battle because of their huge mm. male tits anyway, and asses. Anyway, they were uh, they were incredibly well preserved, so we did find that one of the men um had decided to wear a pussy. Yeah. Just so- bringing not saying that men can't have pussies, just saying that like this whole fucking thing of like where they're just like anyway, these strong ones are dudes yeah. and they're not allowed to be anything else. Yeah, an archaeologist discovering a warrior's grave and be like, hmm, well, the penis must have been buried separately. <laughs> Picking through, looking for yeah. the one long, thin bone that yeah. runs down the middle. Or just like, oh, look, uh, this woman, this, this woman, look, uh, this this woman was buried with her husband's sword. <laughs> Presumably to spoon it, keep it warm for him until he died. And then I guess he didn't die because dudes rock. Yeah, dudes do rule, girls drool, and uh, I'm an archaeologist. um, My favourite thing from all that shit is uh, just how basically before a certain date, not too long ago, all the findings that were classified as ceremonial batons Mm. were absolutely dildos. Yeah. Like they are all... They're all dildos. (laughs) They're classed as ceremonial batons. They are long, 
penis-shaped objects, <laughs> some with balls on the end yeah. that are made from smooth, pleasant-to-touch yeah. material. Well, we didn't say what kind of ceremony, so. Yeah, well, so there you have it. <laughs> so. So. It's a fuck ceremony. We were right. <laughs> Sweating archaeologist <laughs> blushing. Um, anyway, so they uh, decide to take the flu network to Diagon Alley. There's a great moment there, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the moment where the mum is like, well, there's only one place we're going to get all of this. Diagon Alley. And just like with the mum smile that yeah. is like, yeah, this is a children's movie. Yeah. Um, so they're on their way to Diagon Alley. We see Ron um, kind of demonstrate this is how you do it. Diagon Alley, you throw the flu powder down. Uh, Harry tries and, and one of my favourite moments in any of these movies, he says, diagonally and goes cross-eyed for a second. <laughs> He goes full Argyle. Please, you got Something it. in the oh. fireplace just sticks up his hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, one of the bats from the chimney found its way into a new cave. It is a very funny way to mispronounce it, but it's, it is also yeah. the only way that he could pronounce it that way and have the script still make sense. Because it's, it took – Yeah. And tell me if this is like – this is some dumb guy shit. What? I, until maybe last year – did not realize, and I think I think I've addressed this in the first season mm. of No Strong Feelings. Um, I didn't realize that Diagon Alley was a pun. That is so crazy. Yes, because it was. I all- thought that the the thing was because I was just reading it. Yeah, he said something. He says like he like jumbles Diagon Alley. Yeah, and then he ends up in another place, and I was like. Oh, I guess he's in Dingalingi. <laughs> yeah. Like this must be the yeah. name of the shop. Yeah. So I, um, as an 11-year-old reading the books, uh, noticed that right. it was uh, Diagon Alley and, right. and that that meant diagonally. Mm. And I thought it was clever. Maybe my parents were too together for me to uh, yeah, really get that one. Focus and yeah, really <laughs> I was probably getting too much, you know, presence <laughs> and affection. <laughs> So I probably couldn't spare the processing power from yeah, my brain got, to comprehend that. I got presents. Still got the marks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, uh, so he ends up in. The only thing is like. Oh, let's take a break. Oh, why? We have to do that now for the sponsor drop-ins. Oh, right. Okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, we're back. That was right. very organic and cool. <laughs> so he says diagonally and, um, you know, just kind of uh, by chance, uh, going diagonally put him in Nocturne Alley. And now... Based on the knowledge you had of Diagon Alley, mm. did you notice anything about Nocturne Alley, Tom? Yes. Yeah? Yes, I did indeed. It's, it's creepy. It belongs to Nocturne. <laughs> so um, Nocturne Alley, uh, so Harry did not land where he wanted to. He instead lands in the face shop where everything's a face unless it's a hand. He is. There are just faces in this shop. He is going through this shop like he wants to die. He's yeah. touching every He's single touching thing everything. in the scariest Tapping. place in the world. He's He walks up to a jar with four fucking heads in it yeah. and taps on the yeah. glass. Yeah, what are you like doing? Like he watched Dudley do to the fucking snake and yeah. look how that turned look out. Look how that happened. You're going to get you're going to go in face jar, idiot. Yeah, idiot. Um idiot. And stupid idiot. And then he comes up and touches the hand in such a weird way, like almost he like He wraps his hand around its fingers and then it grabs him and is like, "Yeah, dude. Yeah, you fucking idiot. I do, I know magic doesn't exist and I still wouldn't do that cuz that's obviously going to happen." Yeah. So he gets a fright. Um I he's think, able is to that get shot? out of it. So the function of that hand is just to prank. To grab, yeah. Because there's no alarm to it either. It's just a hand that's there, and if you touch it yeah. in a very specific way, it'll go like Rawr. and then if you're any stronger than like a nine-year-old boy, which yeah. he is a ten-year-old boy, is you can pry its hand loose. Yeah. Well, maybe that was where Willy Wonka got his um wall hands from, you know, the ones that take your coat. Where does he have wall hands? At the start of the at the start of the movie, he's like, "Oh yeah, hang up your coats," and like, uh, a couple of people shriek because they like their hands just go and grab their coats. Oh. And then as um, Grandpa is like walking away, like just before he starts, one grabs his hat and he like walks out of his hat. Oh, that's nice. It's cute. Hmm. Beckons Grandpa back. Yeah. Anyway, no, a bunch of kids get murdered. And- they don't get murdered. One gets put in the TV. Uh, they all get killed. And there is one hand very low down on the wall that just has two fingers out and they're kind of okay. like they're pointing upwards. And, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> hurrying the children past it. <laughs> Willy Wonka's like, oh, that's for a fake. I catch it I, with a, uh, through a letterbox one as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, in this creepy fucking place. Touches the hand, gets a fright. Is it Borgen and Burks? Uh, I wonder I whether. so, I wonder yes. whether it, it seems like it would be Borgen and Burks, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But we don't we don't see the shopkeeper or anything. And then um, he he leaves the place. He goes the, into the alley, and there's a bunch of creepy creepers. The uh, we essentially get the English equivalent of when someone goes to Hollywood and they go to that one like the Sunset Strip or whatever, and they see the ill-fitting Spider-Man suit, yeah. or you know, like we get the Kid in Times Square montage, yeah, but with like uh, you know dark mages, yeah. The, um, and this evoked a very specific memory from me, mm. which was uh, meeting someone in uni who described, uh, who was like raised on the North Shore in Sydney, which is where I was also raised. It's a, like an affluent area of Sydney, like mm-hmm. super fucking middle class. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, yeah, okay. She was talking about how she, uh, in high school, uh, one of her friends dared her to take the train into the city. <sighs> Because they had to take the train home, and then if it went one cro- once cross further, 
one station further, it would cross the bridge <sighs> over into like uh, Wynyard and Town Hall and Central. Oh my god! <laughs> and so she Fucking was like, hell. "They, oh, we dare you to stay on the train for one stop longer." And she was like, "All right." And they all got off. They're like, oh, "I can't believe she's doing it." Oh my god! And then she like went one stop further, and then took another stop. Like, and then she got off the train, and then you know took the train back. Yeah. And they were like, "What was it like?" And she was it's clothing like, in tatters, soot all over her face, black yeah. eyes, <laughs> looking like she just set off a stick of dynamite <laughs> to catch the roadrunner. <laughs> Um, no, she got up off and like all her friends, like, what was it like? And she was like, there were junkies and syringes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, yes, the syringe, the lollipop of the junkie. Yeah. Just like painting it as, um, that is I don't so know, funny. fucking wasteland. Oh God. So good. Rich kids are so funny. It's so dumb. So stupid. And so like. So fucking stupid. Weak. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I, I really don't understand, like, what are we to believe that the objective of the creepy creepers in the alley was, like, as they descend on Harry? I, like, I no, think. Oh, come with us, dear. We maybe they wanted to scam there. him. You know, he's he's looking nice. He's got glasses on. They could get that off him. Yeah. They could, I don't know, what would magic people want to do? Mm, uh, cast a helpful spell? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they bring him into a room with just a, a giant uh, lemon squeezer and just rub his tummy on it till they get the Harry out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now come stand by this boy-sized grater. <laughs> Can you jump up and down? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, there's a lot of uses for a Harry over in Nocturne Alley. Mm. You know, I I I think that if they'd gotten him, the series probably would have turned out better. You know, you he think? would have made some friends outside of mm-hmm. uh, school. Yeah, he'd have gotten a bit of an introduction. Well, it's really good. It's like what they say when you're in the comedy community. You still need friends that aren't comedians to keep you like centered and balanced, and like it's good for you. So, I don't like, think I do have any friends who aren't comedians. I, I have a few, do, but I, I don't. don't really. Yeah, no, we're very bad. At, well, but. I ha- I have I have some friends who quit. I mean, that counts, I guess. <laughs> we should make more friends quit. Yeah, that's a good a idea. It's a public good. Oh, yeah, and we should be the only ones left. Yes. That's what I think. I think my goal that I'm I've I'm going to call stated, Will. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Will. Uh, Stop. <laughs> you know that light at the end of the tunnel? It's telling you you've got about five minutes left <laughs> on stage and then you've got to get off. No, um, yeah, it's so fucking... My my goal is still to end more podcasts than I start. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. How many do we have to end then? I have to end at least, uh, if we're counting, like, abortive attempts that yeah. I got one episode into and never even released, yeah. I have to start, I have to end four, I okay. think. I think I have to end five. Oof. Yeah, I know. But Oof, maybe I, may, have I, have I ended any? Well, I ended one of my own, so. That's a neutral, yeah. But you've got to you've got to end at least one of someone else's. Okay, you right. know? okay, okay, cool. Just take them by the arm and be like, "Hey, um, what's your RSS feed?" Okay, uh, delete it. <laughs> you must. You must. Stop. God, I had nothing for that riff. <laughs> <laughs> running on fumes. Even at the start of the sentence, I could tell. So Hagrid finds Harry. Uh, he just yells, Harry, what are you doing here? And then we 
we ended this chunk by seeing the sign for Nocturne Alley, spelt with a K. Yes, the freaks all part around Hagrid. We are not going to think about what Hagrid was doing in Freaktown. Yeah. Probably getting some uh, kind of drugs to keep him big. He was looking for Harry juice. Didn't oh. realise that the sellers were right there. Harry, oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> I've been trying to get the juice that you store in your supple little tummy. <laughs> It's good to see Hagrid again. It's good to Very see Hagrid again. Shape. It's good to see that he is as daunting to these people. You know, I, actually, I mean, I guess it's not that great because people are like racist against giants and half giants. But oh, listen, I think at the point where a nine foot man is yelling, "Ah, yeah. you'd be, you are." It's fine to be scared of that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's racist to be scared of the fucking nine foot tall man. Yeah, I love Hagrid. Good. I'm glad. Well, you I'm love like, Hagrid. I like. I'm mad at J.K. Rowling for saying that him and um, Madame, what's her name, the Beaubaton Queen, French Big, French Big, yeah. And she said that they didn't, they couldn't make it because Hagrid couldn't give her what she wanted. Like, fuck off. Oh, that sucks. And also, you're not. And also, fuck, fuck off as well. Yeah. What do you think was wrong? Was his hog too big? Yeah, and hers. Uh, <laughs> was uh, smothered by it. Yeah, so right. They would fight hogs and like um, the squealing, the squealing. They would put their hogs up against each other and kind of try and arm wrestle each other down. Yeah, 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 yeah. forcing one down to the pubis bone. And then... oh, I was imagining pigs. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Um, I would love to see Hagrid riding around on a big, big pig. Good for you. A wild boar, maybe. I can't help but echo that. I think that would be lovely. Mm. I think I would love to be riding. A uh, powerful hog. Alternatively, <laughs> okay. I think, I mean, a moose would be my ideal mount, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but aren't they so nasty? They're so big and they're so angry. But I think if you had a moose that obeyed you, for one, you would be so high up because yeah. they are like. They're so much bigger than you think they are. Even when you like remember, yeah, I know they're big. And then you look yeah. at a picture and you're like, holy shit. If a horse is a car, a moose is a monster truck. Yeah. Like it's so far off the ground. It doesn't operate by any of the same rules. Yeah. Moose so big. Moose so big. Oh. Moose too big. Do you want to just spend a little time Googling moose after this? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I'd like to do that. Let's look at a bunch of different pictures. Because their antlers are so big as well. But then yeah. if you see a moose without antlers, you're like, whoa, it's still so big. And you don't have <laughs> – you, you're losing like three extra feet of just horn. What's wrong with that hoofy tape here? <laughs> Mum, the horse is bad. <laughs> just walking out. The horse has spun itself a chrysalis and emerges as a moose. <laughs> the horse got sick. <laughs> And Canadian. <laughs> oh no, no! We left the horse. We left the horse in an IHOP overnight, and this is what happened. <laughs> is that it, Tim Hortons? Tim I don't Hortons, know. We don't yeah. have their fucking franchise. Tim Hortons, and they've got like um, Swiss Chalet or Chalet Swiss. What is it? No, Swiss Chalet, because they they call it they call it Chalet Swiss in um, the Bare Naked Ladies songy, songy. But I think, <laughs> but I think in in. Canada, it's actually Swiss Chalet. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. It's a place where there's like lots of sauces. They don't want you to have too much sauce, but they do have a lot of it there. They don't want you to have too much sauce, Appar- but they yeah. have a wide selection they of sauces. They have a lot of sauce. It's a very sauce-based restaurant, and apparently all the servers are like 50-year-old women oh. who like yell at you sort of. Yeah, that's definitely 
Like RSL vibes, but a restaurant sort of, I think. That's, That's how I, I know gather. that the banh mi I'm getting is going to be real good. And I know this is like a fucking ice cold take, what? but whenever you are yelled at, whenever the people working there are already furious at you yeah. for being in there and wanting their very good product, yeah. the sandwich is going to be... So good. That's like, like it's it's literally like that's how you know when you're in a Chinese restaurant that the food is going to be amazing because they have the economy of like we can be as rude as we want, the food is really good, but we also need these people to get the fuck out so the next customers can get in. Man, do you want to order some Chinese tonight? Yeah, I do. I want to get Dumpling Master. Yeah, let's do it. And then we can it. have the mints tomorrow. Fuck yes, 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 yes. Sick, I'll make that Korean gochujang mints tonight and then we can save it up. Yeah. All right, well, we should – have not had that discussion on the um, All right, so any any highlights? What are your highlights of this uh, this chunk? I mean, more Vernon for me. Yeah. Tragically, I've just got to point to him and say he's he's getting me through it. If we had constant little cutbacks to Vernon, every time Harry gets a win, mm. you know, every time Gryffindor gets the house cup, you know, if 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 we just cut to an owl dropping off to Vernon a letter and he'd be like, already at the owl, <laughs> and opening the letter, finding out Harry got a W and going, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, would improve yeah. the movie uh, threefold for me. Yeah. Love those guys. So happy to see them. I want to have a quick conversation about the Dursleys because I don't believe we get to see them again for the rest of this movie. Okie dokie. I want to know what you think the Dursleys' genuine feelings towards Dudley are. I think they love him unreservedly and they think he is an absolute success. And do you think that that love is like the kind of love that we feel for people or do you think it's some kind of weird, nasty, rich person love? Mm, interesting. As the person who is an only child here, mm. I think it could well be just only child besotted love. Yeah, okay. Where all your eggs are in one basket. Yes. And therefore And then the this basket, basket just goes to France and then and fucks around there, gets yelled at by an old man and comes back real skinny? Well, actually, I came back normal weight. <laughs> but, yes, uh, I think I think that they just have the uh, the the sunk cost fallacy that, yeah. that is hidden to them. Yeah. But they adored Dudley with their entire being yeah. uh, because Pulling he's the only hair. thing they've got going for him. Yeah, I just tried to run my fingers through my hair in a relaxed fashion, but I came out with like a fistful of fucking... Well, it's like you you might think good? you might well this is the thing Tom don't think that that's you losing your hair cuz what you called a relaxed fashion was you gripping about 50 strands of hair in a beak-like fashion in your hand and pulling upwards. And I saw, like, the tension in your hand shaking from how hard you were pulling it. You know what? If they wanted to stay, they would have found a way. Yeah. you got to let them go. Let's see if they come back. Yeah. Hmm? Boy, I hope they don't. Yeah. Yeah, the energy wasn't good from them. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Dursleys are so good. I think, that, I think that there is unreserved positivity on their part towards Dudley. How about mm. you? I think that is correct. I do think that they have feelings that they don't acknowledge about Dudley. I mm. think because, you know, outwardly they're like, oh, you know, when he when uh, the school talks to them, they're like, he's a bully, he's a brute. Uh, then, you know, uh, I think Vernon's words are like, I don't want some namby-pamby fop or whatever as, as a son. He says something to those effects. So I think, like, they are just like – desperately fighting their own knowledge of what a person should be to love their son. But yes. I think they do. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's conscious. I think it's that they they defy logic just in their everyday 
That's interesting. Friends. I think that they also could be the kind of people who are like, no, I think I want a powerful son. I was a bully at school and so he should be a bully as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But if he wasn't a, like, definitely, they've convinced themselves that's what they like. But if he wasn't, they'd be like, well done, you know? Like, they would decide that what they wanted was the very smart son if he was very smart. Yes, gotcha. So the, the reason that they're like, yeah, I want a brute of a son is because he is one. Right. They're right, like, right, yeah, right, our right. family is perfect no matter what we do, so what we do is perfect. You're trying to chicken and egg it, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I think uh, Petunia uh, fucks like a freight train and always on time, and yep. um, I think Vernon's hog is forked. Hmm. So Couldn't agree more. Do you have a highlight, Demi? Um, yeah, I reckon I, I really love the delivery of the first two lines in this movie that you hear from the Weasley parents. Mm. The where have you been? The yes. very, very high have. And it's like perfect crispness. And the, uh, I think it was Morning Weasleys. Morning Weasleys, I believe. Yes. Or, yeah, I think it was Morning Weasleys is, is so delightful. And you can just like feel the positivity coming out of them. It's just yes. like, it's so nice. It's such a warm scene, I find. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, the first meeting of um, of the Weasleys are, is my favourite bit of this. Cool. All right, great. Well, that brings me to my next question. At the end of this segment of the film, do you have any strong feelings about Harry Potter? No strong feelings. Do you have any strong feelings about Harry Potter? I do not. I have no strong feelings. Really couldn't care less. Truly. Yeah. And I think it's interesting... I think that in the past, if you accrued this much knowledge about something, you You'd would have at least some feeling. Yeah, have some vested interest in it. Mm. But I truly am just experiencing just the dull thrill of spinning the old brain back up and <laughs> accruing information. You know? Yep. This feels the same hole in me that uh I would get as a kid when I just would read video game walkthroughs for games I would never and play. And not play them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, that's interesting. That sword's more powerful than that sword, huh? Mm, wow. Anyway. Well, that's a, um, that filled the time. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. Yes. Uh, trans rights. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.